What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
from Grundahl. Keeksley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing and FMF. Special guests today, we have both Carson Brown and Kyle Thompson of uh, Jetworks in the uh, uh, MRC. Uh, really appreciate both these guys for coming on. Uh, a lot of excitement around the first round of uh, the Rockstar Energy Drink Triple Crown Series and uh, have both these guys on to talk about it. So without further ado, let's bring them on, starting with Carson Brown. With us on the line now is Carson Brown. Uh, he's the winner of a 125 Dream Race. He is the Instagram sensation, always go doing crazy whipper tails in the snow, in the rain, on the dirt. And uh, he's now on our podcast. Carson, welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Thanks, I sure appreciate it. Absolutely, and we do appreciate you uh, as a fan of motocross, as a fan of twisting throttles and throttle therapy everywhere. Uh, if there's one person that makes uh, everyone else want to like go dust off their dirt bike and go uh, go hit the trails, it's 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 watching the videos of you, my friend, because uh, it seems like every other day you're dropping some sort of a ridiculous video of you racing either a KX two fifty two stroke or a, a CRF four fifty uh, in the mud in the snow. Doesn't doesn't matter what it is you're twisting it yeah for sure you know just having fun with it and uh I, i'm glad to hear that people like that stuff you know just uh want to spread the love and and show uh how fun it can be i mean dirt bikes are awesome and you know every day i just wake up and i love them you know <laughs> You clearly do. A, a guy, a, you you seem at home on the motorcycle. Uh, you're at home with the controls, and uh, it, it's something that comes out in your riding. You're you're true. It's like uh, the body language that you have while on a motorcycle is that of someone who's really really enjoying what they're doing. And especially when you're out front in in arena cross races, which we've seen uh, not only in the Future West series before Christmas, but uh, just this past weekend in uh, in Abbotsford, British Columbia, you're able to take home uh, not the heat win because you had a bit of an issue there but uh the main event victory congratulations yeah sure you know i sure appreciate it um yeah that was definitely a crazy race we showed up and track was definitely super soft and we knew it was gonna be a crazy time you know just had to get the start and and uh stay consistent and keep it on two wheels we knew that was gonna be the the biggest part about it you know like like uh like i said looking at the track we didn't know how bad it was gonna be until we really got on it and then once we started riding it, I was kind of excited because I knew, like, you know, that's the kind of stuff I've ridden a lot, you know, that, that rutted up, soft, gnarly, cruddy stuff like that. And uh, all the other guys were hitting it, but I sure had a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, no, when I saw uh, the, the some photos of practice as well as the uh, – as soon as I turned on the broadcast on – 
Triple Crown, uh, Rockstar Triple Crown backslash live, the first thing that I notice is like this, this is his backyard. This is exactly, this is the depth of ruts. This is the, the type of soil that um, you work with on a, basically a daily basis, especially when it gets wet. Um, like, Despite the not getting the 450 main event, uh, I, I kind of felt like uh, this was your race to lose, my friend. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, like I said, it's definitely after that heat race. You know, it was all about saving the bike in a way. You know, I knew that I could keep it on two wheels, and I had the speed, but I had to keep off that clutch and finish the race. So, uh, going into the 250 main event, I knew that I had to get the start and just almost not touch the clutch at all to finish that thing. So, luckily. I was able to put that together. That's always a big struggle for me since I'm, you know, a clutch burner in the dry, let alone the mud. So <laughs> that was definitely good. For sure. And you look good doing it. I, I understand that uh, you had some, some bike issues throughout the day. I think everybody did, but you you even admitting that uh, hard on the clutch. Um, you ended up not riding your uh, bike, but uh, a loner from, uh, from Summer Knowles. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it was super cool that they were able to put that together and uh, get me going for the main and everything. You know, I'm sure they, they could have gotten the other bike going probably, but we didn't want to risk it. And uh, I hopped on Summer's bike and got her done. Fair enough. Um, Suspension-wise, did they swap everything over for you or you were running a, a full female setup? Um, just, We didn't switch suspension or anything. We just put my levers on it and... Uh, and my numbers and kind of went for it, you know, oh. it, it wasn't, it wasn't too far off on that kind of, uh, on that kind of, uh, track, you know, it doesn't really matter no. because we weren't really jumping and stuff. We just clicked the suspension all the way stiff and went from there. Fair enough. All the way stiff. And, uh, yeah, so, so ne- next time if, if, if summer's ever complaining about the bike or whatever, it was like, it's capable of things. One, uh, uh, premier class, um, main events in the, uh, in the two fifty class. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah, no, no more complaints on her part whatsoever. Um, but it's really cool to watch you ride, my friend. And uh, for those who don't already follow you, Carson Brown underscore ten uh, nine nine ten or what is it? Yep, Carson Brown underscore nine ten on Instagram yeah. is uh, is what it is. No kidding. Well, you got you. you if, if anyone's listening that doesn't already follow, which I very much doubt, uh, they should go over and, and enjoy the videos that you post. Um, why did you start doing that? How did you really realize that that people wanted to see more of that? Like, was it just kind of trial and error? You posted a video and it it goes viral. You kind of stumble across it by accident, or, or how'd that all come together? Yeah, you know, just throughout uh, this last little bit here, I've just uh, had friends or whatever taking video. I mean, I didn't even. I just was posting it to post it, and uh, you know, that's still what I I kind of do. I just kind of post what's going on that day and if somebody happens to get some video i'll i'll throw it together and put it on the instagram there you go well you certainly are talented at that um the 450 class like you you're you're a guy who's double classing it you and ryan lockhart the only two doing so uh with any amount of success um how, how how comfortable do you feel on each motorcycle where do you feel like your strengths uh are lended to each bike and uh and w- was it that much more difficult for you to be racing both classes on a night like that which um it's pretty physically demanding to be basically wrestling that bike around the track uh, without getting a whole lot of time to, to rest in the air or, or, or a section that you wouldn't otherwise be uh, just pushing it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't too bad. I uh, 
I wasn't getting tired or anything. Um, so double classing, it wasn't that bad. It, we had big breaks in between and everything. So that wasn't a problem at all for me. You know, I ride a lot during the week. The, uh, the I actually felt better on the 450 all day. And I was really excited for that race once, once the 251 was over because I really felt like I could have done good in that one too. But just got off to a terrible start and then I had to stop in the whoops and uh, pull a tear off or whatever on that first lap and pretty much went from last. So that definitely made it difficult in there, but definitely felt like I left, left it, uh, you know, a better finish on the table in there. Yeah, like I think I, I had a conversation with uh, Direct Motocross. We did a preview pod, and uh, I had you penciled in for the win on both uh, on both the one twenty or the two fifty one twenty five, the two fifties and the four fifties. I think your skill set's just where that is, and I think that especially indoors, I was just like looking at your uh, your current skill set and and the competition around you. I think you were going to be able to to rise above, but. Um, Winning, winning uh, the 250 class does that uh, like put you in a bit like does that put you in a better position mentally to attack uh, Calgary in a few weeks time? Yeah, for sure. You know that was definitely good to uh, to get a win in the 250 class. I, I was super stoked about it, and you know, especially with the conditions there, you never know what's going to happen. So definitely good to get that one uh, off my chest and and you know get a win at the first round of the season. Definitely. Uh, like so, and also there was word that you might not be uh, continuing on with the series as it goes east. Uh, do you currently know what the plan is? Uh, like if you're if you're in the points lead after two rounds, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd hate to see you leave it. Yeah, you know, just just still trying to figure it out. Um, we wanted to see how the first round went, and uh, you know, it went good. So I'm just kind of still talking it over and figuring out, you know, if I want to, you know, stay in the U.S. or go keep going there, but. Main thing this year is to get my Supercross points here in the U.S. and but I definitely like to uh, to keep going on the Canadian series too. It's definitely a blast. Uh, do you foresee yourself uh, racing Canadian nationals uh, with the, uh, the Cycle North team throughout this summer? I know uh, I know you probably don't have uh, a setup going to every national in the states. Of, of course, that's where you would prefer to be. But uh, like uh, with with this brand new series, Triple Crown series, do you foresee yourself uh, participating in that with Cycle North? Yeah, you know, it's definitely possible. We've talked it over a lot, and, uh, you know, it's definitely something to think about. It, it'd for sure be fun, and, uh, you know, Courtney and those guys, they make it a good time and really support me well, so um, definitely something to think about. What is it you like about racing in Canada? You've come up for uh, a number of races now, uh, the the, the uh the Future West series and as well as some other stuff. I'm sure you've been uh, north of the border for other races. What is it about coming to the state or coming to the Canada and, and racing that uh, tickles your fancy? You know, it's definitely just really good experience uh, racing against good guys and everything. And, you know, I feel like I've really benefited from it. You know, the speed is really good with these guys and, uh, you know, the racing is good too. And they're super friendly and, I don't know, just the whole vibe is, is really nice, and I, I really enjoy racing up there. For sure. Um, you, you've got uh, a wonderful girlfriend that comes up and, uh, and, and supports you on the weekends. Uh, you, you're, you're dressed head to toe in shift. You're looking good. Bike's running good. Um, is there anything not uh, absolutely on point for Carson Brown these days? You know, everything's going pretty darn good right now. I can't complain. Absolute. Um, so growing up, you're obviously in the, the Washington area, correct? Yep. Yep. I'm, 
just south of Washington, um, not too far from the Canadian border, like two and a half hours or so. Uh, who are some of the guys that you raced with locally uh, that helps you uh, kind of uh, acquire the kind of skill set you currently have? Because uh, you don't get that good without having some serious competition to drive you. Yeah, you know, there, there's a few good guys around here. Uh, Colin Dern, I usually race in my local uh, arena cross series. He's always good, and he's fun to ride with. And then um, Tommy Week, he's up here. I don't see him that often because he lives more towards Oregon, but he's definitely a fast guy. And, um, you know, there's there's a bunch of, you know, pros around here who, you know, they have their local track, and they'll rip at that local track. So there's definitely guys to push sometimes, and, it you know, it keeps it fun. For sure it does. And you, like I said, you seem to have a lot of fun on the motorcycle. Um, what brought you over to, uh, to, the, to the Cycle North team in the first place? First round, we saw you come out for the Future West Series. You were on, on a green machine. And uh, the next time we saw you were on red. How'd that come together? Yeah, you know, Courtney just uh, gave us the call up and told us uh, what her plans were. And, you know, it sounded good to us. She wanted to, you know, finish out the Future West Series and everything. And, you know, it's always good to get on some Hondas and, and go for it. You know, her, her whole program is really good. Um, her, Bruce, Chris, everybody over there, they've really been good to us and, uh, definitely keeping it fun and, but, you know, working hard at the same time. And that's a good combo. Fair enough. And on top of that, the girlfriend takes care of you on weekends. So there's no complaints there either. Yeah. You know, Megan, she really helps me out and supports me and she's always there and, you know, she she's a big part of my program also. Fair enough. Well, that's good, man. It's good to see uh, you've got that locked down. Uh, and you've also been putting some time on horses as well. Is that kind of a bit of a trade-off? Like, she comes up to a race, and then, like, that, that means you've got to go, like, two or three afternoons on uh, on a diff- some different horsepower? Yeah, you know, I actually really enjoy riding the horses up there with her, you know. When I'm when I'm up there anyways and, and she's riding, you know, it's always fun to just uh, – up on the horse and ride around. I can't do anything good on them. I suck, you know, but <laughs> but it's always fun to just sit there and ride around on them while she's doing her thing and practicing because she does, uh, you know, barrel racing and all that stuff okay. um, at her meets and stuff. So um, she puts in just as much as work on the horses as I do the dirt bike. So, you know, it's a, it's a fair trade. Fair enough. So uh, this last weekend uh, you were, I, I don't believe you were included on the, uh, the, the press conference that they had for the the top 450 contenders, uh, you being left off of that uh, um, that 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 panel uh, was that? Uh, did you take that as uh, as uh, a diss whatsoever? The fact that uh, um, maybe the the triple crown guys didn't uh, didn't have that much faith in you? Yeah, you know, I didn't even know what was going on until whatever day they did that uh, Thursday or Friday. But it didn't bug me too much. I knew I was kind of coming in as the underdog, the American, or whatever you kind of want to put it as, but yeah, you know, I definitely wanted to put in a good performance and, you know, show what I have uh, during the race, but you know, that kind of stuff doesn't bug me too much. I, I get it, you know, so, uh, you know, hopefully in the future I'll be able to, but you know, we'll see. That, uh, that's kind of cool. I, I think that, that would have been funny. The fact that I think they had five guys up there and have somebody that wasn't even up there take that first uh, first race win would have been kind of uh, like a, like a thing you know, totally out of left field for a lot of the fans watching. But uh, we'll, we'll see if that is to come. Um, how close? How close uh, do you know some of the racers that you've been competing against? Guys like Colton Fasciati, guys like uh, Tyler Medaglia, who uh, you're going to bang bars with these guys uh, for for uh, quite some time to come. 
Yeah, you know, I honestly, uh, I don't know him at all, you know, <laughs> other than the, the guys who've been at the Future West thing, like Ryan Lockhart and, uh, and those guys, but, and Jess Pettis and Mockenbeyer, he's really cool. But other than that, you know, I don't really know any of the guys. I haven't raced any of them, so, but, you know, they were super friendly to me this weekend, and that's really good to see, you know. There's some guys who will be, you know, kind of uh, standoffish or whatever, or, you know, just not want to talk. But these guys are all super nice, and that that's really cool. That's awesome to hear, man. Good to see that uh, Canadian, uh, the Canadian reception, regardless of it's uh, CMRC, MRC, or uh, Future West, the, the, uh, the reception seems to, to ring true regardless. Um, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about uh, this Franken motorcycle that you've been, you've been spotted riding at your place, probably a little bit less recently in the fact that uh, it's a green one. Um, it's a totally weird hybrid Kawasaki 140. Tell me about that thing. Yeah, I know that. I think definitely fun. Me and my dad built that thing from the ground up. Um, you know, KLX 140 motor with, uh, you know, and we we built it all the way as you could. You know, I mean, all hand built aluminum frame. Um, thing's crazy. It's super fun to ride. Motor revs really high. So, you know, I've just I've had a ton of fun riding that. For sure, and for those who don't know, um, the uh, the the vaunted BBR, uh, is it uh, Brown Brothers Racing? Is is something that's kind of uh, like has a tie in with you, my friend? Uh, a, a company that, for the most part, went away after the early two thousands, but uh, you're keeping it alive, kind of. Yeah, you know, after the two thousands or whatever, they mostly got into the pit bikes, and you know, they they've been killing it in that ever since. So. It's really cool to see, you know, we've been trying to build some cool stuff lately and, you know, it's kind of paid off, you know, people are loving it and definitely have built some cool stuff along the way, you know, um, definitely growing up as they've been developing that stuff. It's helped me, you know, uh, learn how to test and all that stuff as, as we've gone. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's definitely a unique motorcycle, and uh, uh, seeing you launch uh, your your triple on your your track there on that thing is uh, um, it, it, it's honestly it's tough to really even put into words because like I couldn't imagine doing it on a full size bike, and you're just sending it on basically a super mini. Uh, so it's ridiculous. Um, what's, uh, what's your training program look like? How much, uh, time do you spend off the bike? You're, you're a pretty slight individual. Uh, obviously you have a lot of skill on the motorcycle, but where's the fitness come in for you? Yeah, you know, I feel like the, uh, the fitness has been a huge part of my program, um, ever since the start. I'm really big into working out and a lot of that has to do with why I don't have much muscle. I, I tend to kind of overwork out and burn it off. So, um, just trying to find a happy medium right now. I always, get up in the morning and work out for a couple hours. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the daily thing. So I've been trying to lift a bunch of weights and stuff and just trying to get some more muscle. I've struggled with it definitely in the past, but I'm finally starting to, you know, gain some muscle as I've, I've gone these last little bits here, but you know, it's a, it's a work in progress. Um, my, my, uh, endurance is there. That's never been a problem. I, I feel like I can ride for almost ever and not get tired. It's just, uh, It'd be nice to have some muscle to manhandle the background a little more. 
Definitely. Well, uh, um, yeah, let, let's uh, heavy, uh, high, high weight, low, uh, low rep on that stuff, man. Uh, but also, you got to eat like crazy. I assume at your age, you probably everything you put in, you just probably burn it off. But uh, um, yeah, you're on the right track. I really think that uh, you're, you're a fun guy to watch. I think you're, you'd be a huge benefit or a huge uh, addition to the Triple Crown series, both indoors and out. And uh, hopefully, you stick around. Yeah, you know, definitely, uh, definitely it's been good so far and hopefully I can, you know, put it together and, and keep doing this, uh, and keep the journey going. Awesome, man. Well, I know you've got a ton of great sponsors, uh, Cycle North and, uh, uh, Courtney Lloyd being, uh, the, the most predominant one, but, uh, lay down those sponsors for us. Let them know who, let us know who helps you out. Yeah, you know, Cycle North, Honda, Shift, Fox, um, uh, Coverstar, Dunlop. Duvall, um, my mom and dad, you know, everybody's helped me out. You know, there, there's so many people behind the scenes. It's not just a, a one rider thing. It's not a one man sport. There's so many people who, uh, put work into this. It's, it's crazy. So, um, you know, just everybody's helped me out, done anything for me. Thank you so much. And, uh, hopefully we can make it pay off or keep paying off. <laughs> Fair enough, and uh, I, I don't know how, like how Megan feels about that, but she was left off the list. We, we, we'll, we'll turn a blind eye to that. But uh, Carson, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, it was great to meet you down in in uh, Anaheim, and a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drakes has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Entiknap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as TheCollectiveEX on Instagram, is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well... You better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Serial 
Applebee's Amigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand-new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of, a more, of a, more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens, you're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you, and uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to Viral, for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Uh, so check out the, the TheViralBrand.com today and, uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. Now with us on the line, he is one of the voices of Canadian motocross for now and probably some time to come. Goes by the name of Kyle Thompson. Kyle, how's it going? Good, good. It's, uh, I'm glad to be here and uh, excited to uh, finally be on a podcast. Uh, first podcast, so it's exciting. Perfect. Well, it's just a regular phone conversation for the most part, but I'll just be asking you about things that you probably know quite a bit about. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Well, uh, I really appreciate you making some time for us. We just called up uh, Justin Thompson, who is uh, is running errands all evening afternoon long. He's he's not able to chat with us, so he pawned you off on us so that we could talk to you, which is a is a uh, is a plus for me because now I've collected one more third or one more fifth of the. The Thompson yeah. Brothers uh, quintup, uh, Quintet. So, uh, yeah, you're the third guy. Yeah, third stringer. Not bad. I mean, third line's not too bad. You're still a grinder. You still get For shit sure. done. But, uh, yeah. no, it's, uh, it's good. I'm glad to, to be on it, and I'm excited for, you know, weekend one to be done. Uh, there's a lot of nerves going into it. Uh, we haven't done 
uh, Arena Cross since when did you guys see us last? Calgary 2016 right. uh, in the fall. So it was a, a long hiatus. We still had a few rounds in the U.S. after that one, but uh, for Canadian people, it was it was a long time off and just a lot of planning going into it, uh, the conferences we had, um, working with the partners, making sure the branding looks good uh, behind the scenes, making sure broadcast was good. Jet and his crew did an amazing job on getting um, – you know, TSN, Fox Sports 1, and uh, MAP TV all signed on. So we're going to have huge coverage for our riders and anybody that does a series of teams. You know, it's going to be it's gonna be the biggest thing Canada's ever seen. And uh, I'm excited. Round one was, you know, we're going to have a lot of uh, negative energy towards the, um, uh, the dirt and stuff like that. But I think we're going to spin that into a positive. And moving forward, we fixed and resolved all issues. So it's exciting. For sure it is. And uh, as far as Canadian motocross con- is concerned, it's a fresh uh, breath of fresh air. Um, a, a, a series with some passionate people who are who know what they're doing, they're passionate about what they're doing, and, uh, and they're going to do so uh, to the best of their ability every single weekend. Um, and and uh, uh, despite some adversity you guys faced this weekend, I got to say that you guys pretty much nailed it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I know it was a good show. I think everything went well. Behind the scenes, there's always, uh, you know, it looks like... Uh, for a fan, it looks like a duck on water, but underneath the water, you know, they're just going a million mile an hour. So we were, we were giving her, and there was some hiccups along the way that we learned from it. I don't think many people would see them, yeah, like a show like from the live stream or even from a fan's perspective at the, at the venue. But, yeah, there was some hiccups, and, you know, we got them fixed, and moving forward, it'll be a lot better. Uh, as far as the show, we had to spend a lot more time on the track, we had uh, Kyle Beaton down there, X Pro, um, X Factory Pro. Yeah, who should probably um, still he, he be was, on the line, but whatever. I'm not going to do that. Oh, 100. Percent. I wish he was still on the line. He's a great racer and a good kid. Like he, uh, he did some awesome work for us throughout the night. Um, you know, and in the years past, uh, Justin was our main track guy, and uh, he still is. He did the build, but uh, he's so busy with the uh, broadcast side of things that he needed to get pulled away and. Kyle came in and he killed it on the skid steer and that was not the optimal conditions to work on. So that kind of took more time than we planned on it. Um, So, you know, it's a moving forward. We'll have less breaks and and more action coming at, uh, you know, the fans at home and obviously the fans there. So we're excited for that too. Absolute. And uh, it it came over incredibly well over the broadcast as far as like my my uh the wi-fi picked it up at the house no problem plugged it into my uh my flat screen tv and uh, i had i had canadian motocross on my television all night um as for 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 you guys to to put so much work into this for for uh, the number of months that you've done it with so much hype and so much uh kind of transjecture and and different people talking about how it uh, was all to come together despite the mud like like there's almost like something that I don't ignore that it even happened did you guys uh leave that uh the race on Saturday night being like yeah we 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 it 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 turned out the way we'd hoped it would uh yes I think we did. Um, and like I said, the only setback the whole night uh, came down to was the the dirt that we brought in was mud. So other than that, um, you know, the people involved and the partners we have, everybody was happy um, leaving the night. And I thought everything went, I think everything was good. And, and to start on that high of a level, I feel like we've only got room to, to grow also. Like, I feel like we can do more with it and, I'm just excited for Calgary. Uh, we know the venue 
going into Abbotsford, we didn't, we haven't had a race there. So it was like, we learned the venue, the staffing. Um, and sometimes it, it's a bit of an issue too, right? The staffing doesn't typically deal with that kind of event. So they're, you know, they're ticketing or having riders throughout the day with the amateur side of things. It's uh, it's confusion for them. So I think that went better as the day went on and everything just kind of streamed together perfectly. If we could have had good dirt, it would just been no questions. And, and maybe we wouldn't have had a, as much coverage, you know, uh, from, you know, the internet gods and stuff like that. Uh, if we had a perfect normal arena cross track with the mud, I think it drew a lot of attention, maybe with negative attention, but, uh, it was still, it still put us out there, right? So yeah, it's huge for Canada, no doubt. And you even guys, you guys even got you one event, and you're already on MX fails for all those uh, like uh, 200 foot long uh, ruts from one end of the whoop section to the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we had MX fails actually come out to some of our races last year. Uh, it's a nice little family. I think it's the Corbin family. They have a couple races. One's like a little five year old girl, and the right. other one's like a 13 year old boy. But just great people. They came to. I want to say we had a, an event in Bowling Green and they were there and uh, just a nice family that runs that MX fails. And it's cool to get up there and, you know, it's a big audience for them on social media. So it's perfect. Definitely Bowling Green. That's a good, uh, good old, good old uh, college town for hockey. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know it's a big college town. Um, Was it WKU or something? Yeah. I can't Western Kentucky university. Yeah. Western yeah. Kentucky, so it's yeah. good. Fair enough. Yep. But uh, so uh, as the sort this, this, the, the, uh, the series is going to evolve. Do you see yourself uh, continue, like continuing in the booth? Is that something that you want to uh, continue at? And also, can we look forward to more battles between you and Brett Lee as to uh, who's going to be the, the play-by-play and who's going to be the analyst? No, I think we got it sorted out. Uh, it was definitely a battle all night. Um, <laughs> we both uh, went in kind of green on the whole side of things. Of you know, Like I said to you before, uh, I've only been to – Calgary last year, I got subbed in as the um, the guys that couldn't make it, uh, flights or whatever delayed, uh, canceled. So I jumped in. I, I enjoyed doing it. Uh, I like talking about the riders, and I think it's uh, just talking about moto in general. It felt like um, you know bench racing kind of uh, yeah. with a little bit more pizzazz to it. And um, yeah, I think Brett and I were kind of going off miscues, and I had information that needed to be said you know, and, and he, you know, he had stuff to say, but, uh, going forward, he's definitely going to be the play by play and I'll be the, uh, you know, I'll do the, uh, the why, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. You're the expert, man. We want to hear, uh, hear your break yeah. down the brown, down the battles. <laughs> uh, for, fortunately for you guys there, there was some, it was some pretty clean cut racing as far as who the, uh, the, the leaders were obviously your brother mm-hmm. had a, uh, an innate ability to actually cut through the field. Unlike most, uh, to, to get himself uh, back into uh, a second place position by the end of, uh, the main event. But, um, yeah, yeah c- couldn't be happier with like, in my opinion, how the, the, the results ended up shaking out because, um, in the two fifty class odds on, favorite in my opinion was uh was carson brown and on that soil i don't think there's anyone that could beat him uh in that hockey rink there like i i i I swear you couldn't put uh eli tomac in there and beat carson brown that on saturday but uh no way and yeah that's just his backyard but also like the grizzled vet he's literally i think he's born in 89 and uh He's the same age as me, Colton Pachotti. Um yeah. and uh, he goes notes and gets himself a a, a a moto win, not long, or a main event win, not long before going down to the Daytona Supercross. That's pretty cool. Oh, that was awesome. Um, good friends with Colton. Uh, he just 
he's a guy that you, you want to root for. He's, he's quite humble for all the, you know, the stuff he's done in his career. And to be honest with you, I had a feeling it was going to be Colton and Cole right from the get-go practice. They Colton was way behind on practice. So was Cole. He wasn't right on the pace, but I just know how those guys are. And the track conditions were, it's going to be a guy that can ride smooth off the clutch, you know, hit his lines every, you know, he's not going to be like three seconds faster lap than everybody, but he's going to be that same lap time for the 12 laps. You know, we had to shorten it up for the main events due to the mud, but, uh, I, I had me and Brett talked about it all day and I said, you know what, Colt and Nicole are going to be there at the end. Uh, just, just due to the fact that those guys are so smooth and just put laps together. They can just consistently do it. Uh, Tyler, I want to say was the fastest 450 rider and maybe Dylan Wright was the fastest, but they weren't going to put the whole moto together. And I had a feeling that Carson, obviously blazing fast, um, was the guy in the 250 and then Colton was the guy in the 450. Yeah, no, it's, it's like the the patience to uh, just pick your way through that uh, that soil is what was necessary. I think both those guys yeah. uh, exuded that, and then Carson, uh, I think, just pure bike skill. The guy, the kid, spends so mm-hmm. much time on a motorcycle. I swear, I, I've text that kid probably 30 times to do an interview, only for him to text me back like a day later, and be like, "Oh, sorry, I was riding." every single time and yeah yeah he, I believe it. he just loves to ride his motorcycle i don't think there's like he would he would train himself into shape by accident just by riding that kid is is all yeah. about it all the time uh and that's got to be something that uh that you guys really are, are excited to see in a, in a racer that's going to be uh i feel is going to be someone that is kind of a, a bit of a marquee athlete within the series at least uh for the 2008 season or is he 18 no 100 um i just watched a video of him on instagram right in the snow like he doesn't care what he rides on yeah. he just wants to ride a dirt bike and enjoy it uh i like him through the the mud there he made it look like it wasn't muddy if um you know what i mean like just the the raw speed he carried through everything was incredible so it was um it was a good show that way to really learn like it'll be interesting if he comes to some outdoor races and we have a mutter because uh he will guaranteed be the odds on favorite to win that um it was just awesome. I, I was excited. To, it, was a, it was like a curveball. We didn't expect him to be there. I knew Courtney was trying to line it all, all up, but uh, I'm so glad he did make it. And uh, talking to Courtney after the race, she's working on getting him all the way out to Ontario for, you know, the other rounds, which will be, he's got to be the title contender and threat for, you know, here on out. Definitely, yeah. Honestly, in, in both classes, he's that good. Um, yeah. But of course, yeah. if you, there is a lot of other talented riders, including uh, all of which who were part of a press conference that he wasn't in. I talked to him about that. Uh, the, his basically the uh, the non inclusion of himself on that panel. He, of course, you can't have everyone up there. I think one year for Supercross, they had twelve different guys up on uh, yeah. up on the, the the day before. And to be honest, one of those guys was going to get twelfth tomorrow. That's the deal. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, like the harsh reality of of the. Yeah. Supercross, but wouldn't it? Have, like, I thought just a little bit of tongue in cheek. Wouldn't it have been cool to uh, stand on the podium atop uh, all the guys that uh, were, were talking about it the day prior? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that's the only reason he wasn't on that was just because of commitment that we weren't sure if he was going to be right. all the way through. It would just look kind of weird, like, hey Carson, you're going to be at this race. That's cool. Um, you're going to say good luck to the rest of the guys as they head out to the East Coast. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Totally. That's the only reason we had no commitment from them as far as the, you know, even if he just says he's just doing arena cross, we would have definitely loved to have him on there. We knew he was going to be a threat for the win and he ended up winning um, right from when he 
you know, Courtney signed him up, you know, so we just didn't know if he was going to do the whole series or just the Western rounds or just Abbotsford, to be honest with you. So I think that after that, uh, Courtney was very excited and obviously Carson, and his family were excited for the win and the fourth place in the main, I think he got fourth in the other main. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, um, you know, definitely going forward, he's going to be there and it'll be exciting to see him race those guys on premium conditions, you know, um, in Calgary. Definitely. And I, I told, uh, I think Courtney was just happy that I told her that she was on TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mentioned her a few times in the broadcast. She's, yeah. uh, you know, she's won a lot of championships out in the BC, uh, arena cross series. So, um, I think, uh, it'll be a huge one if she can get this one, Even, you know, she has a chance at both of them for, uh, 450 and 250 as he's a title contender in both. But, uh, yeah, Carson has the speed to do it. Let's, uh, let's see what he's up, uh, against when he gets to the Calgary non-muddy dirt. For sure. And I, I think that, that's going to be the true test. Uh, you can't really take a lot of stock in the, the results uh, from this last weekend other than, than knowing that uh, when, uh, when, the tough, when the going gets tough, both those guys get going. And, uh, and, we, mm-hmm. and we saw that. Um, yeah. Who do you think is going to be most dominant uh, on your traditional arena cross tracks going forward for the next, uh, I guess there's uh, seven rounds remaining? Six rounds remaining? Yeah, there's... Five rounds. Uh, yeah, there's... Five rounds. Five yeah, rounds. Right? Five rounds. Um, I would say, like going into it, not if I didn't know that Gerke was hurt, I would say he would be the guy because he, he's used to it. He raced in the U.S. in one main event, like he's unreal on a dirt bike. But he looks like he's struggling with that wrist injury that he. I, th- I think he was in Germany when he got it, so he uh, he looked like he was struggling with that. Um, going forward in the 450 class, Tyler's always going to be in there. He's, he's a good starter. He's just a good rider. He's a well-rounded. I wouldn't say he's the guy for a win every night, but he's going to be podium pusher every night. Um, Colton, definitely. Um, you've seen it last year, or 2016, when he did Barry and uh, Sarnia. He was the guy to beat against Chris Blouse. He was the only one to really um, put it to him, you know, consistently. Right. And then I would say my brother Cole, like, he um, – He's got to be odds on favorite for that 450 class just for the oh, fact that him and Hayes went. Uh, yeah, it's a little biased. Is, I mean, I, it is. I can't I have be, that. Yeah. I'm kidding. You know, I'm I don't, kidding. I wouldn't want to bring him up. I don't want to put that pressure on him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I put him in last. We'll just say he's going to be about like a 10th place guy yeah, no in the main kidding. event. Yeah. He might make the main event. Yeah. He's a but, dark uh, horse, dark horse guy. I know this guy yeah. named Cole. He's all right, I guess. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, we'll put him as a wild card in 10th. Yeah. Maybe a decent sure. start. I don't know. But yeah. no, he... he um, start dependent. Last time he did arena... <laughs> yeah, start dependent, exactly. <laughs> um, last time he did arena cross, though, in 2015, I thought he did well. He looked like his corner speed was there. Um, he raced Supercross through 2017 uh, until he got hurt in Indianapolis. And 17 was slow racing. It? Or 16 was slow Pardon me? He was with Slayton in, in 16, I believe. Oh, 16, yeah. He did West Coast in 16, and then we did it on our own. Actually, I was a mechanic for um, – we did five rounds, I believe. Yeah, Toronto. Uh, and then he got hurt. Like... Yeah, yeah, did Toronto. He got, uh, he got hurt in India. He got landed on the whoops. That's right. Um, and then couldn't do Detroit and St. Louis, I think he missed. So, which was like uh, – it, it, it is what it is. You know, I mean, injuries happen, but uh, he rode good there. I just think his confidence was low going into Supercross uh, – and uh, I, I talked to him actually last night a bit about his riding and stuff like that. He says he feels really good. He feels like he's ready to go for outdoors. He's been doing outdoors 
like two or three times a week and two or three times a week on the arena cross to just stay fresh for that. So it's good. Awesome, man. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to a packed house in, uh, in Calgary. Where, where in Calgary is the, is the race being held? Are you guys at the Saddle Dome or what? It's at like across from the Saddle Dome. It's the, it used to be called the Agrium Center, uh, right. or Western Event Center, but now it's the Nutrien, uh, N-U-T-R-E-I-N Center. Yep. And they just, just went through a name change. Um, but it's, yeah, same, it's right across from the Saddle Dome, same parking lot. Um, so it's on the Stampede Park. And, uh, yeah, it should be good. Um, Calgary's always been a good venue. The dirt's amazing. Um, the riders always like it. It's always the favorite on the, the series just because it's not a hockey ring, so it's a little bit bigger. you got a little bit more width to it. Um, like it. Yeah, so I find it's the racing maybe a little bit more open, right? You can make passes more than just stuffing somebody in a, in a hockey rink, right? Exactly. Somebody, are, are you familiar with also racing indoors? I assume all, all five yeah. of the Thompson Brothers drive. Yes, I raced uh, some arena cross and actually did uh, Montreal Supercross a few times. And, I like it. Which is uh, Toronto back, Supercross the when they had it. Oh, it's coming back. Right? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, it's coming no back. Idea. What, what's the date on that? <clears throat> I'm not too sure, but it is coming back. I, I heard a rumor yesterday about that, I think. Yeah. I didn't I, know uh, about that. I was talking to a French guy. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> just a little perfect. bit of a teaser there, but, uh, no, that, that's yeah. really cool that you, you, you also raced, uh, and, and then that's honestly where your expertise comes from is where, where people can, uh, when they're listening to the broadcast, they know that, um, that the guy that's talking and giving his opinion, it's a knowledgeable opinion. It's someone who's uh, yeah. speaking from experience. Yeah. I raced, um, pro from 2001 to about 2008 or nine. I, I can't remember. I just, it was 01 to about 06. I was pretty consistent with it. And then. Cole started getting good on the amateur scene. So I started helping him a lot more and seeing more promise and stuff with him. Yeah. My nerves got the best of me in, in my racing. So I put the racing in the back burner and just started working with him, training him more um, and traveling with like the amateur scene in the States is pretty uh, grueling as far as like you got week long events. So you're camping out for a long time and he would do like six or seven classes in the week. So he'd just be motoring like crazy and bike maintenance and, it was just, uh, it's a busy schedule. So, um, it led for me to have kind of crappier results going forward. So I was just like, eh, you know, instead of, you know, getting beat up in the, on the race weekend, I'll help him and just stay with riding. I'll ride some vet classes at the time. I was like plus 25. So yeah. moved on to that. Then I got into the plus 30 and he was about pro, um, when I did that. So yeah, it's been just a few vet races. And honestly, I don't even ride as much as I'd like. Uh, last year, I think 2017, I maybe got out five times. Uh, I still got a Honda 2013 that Cole raced before he got picked up by KTM. And um, yeah, it's just uh, very sporadic riding now. There you go. Well, it's good to see that you still twist the throttle. And yeah, if you're if you're not going to be into it full time, uh, it like it, it just does it doesn't it gets actually more frustrating when you're trying to race. And you're you're doing it like a, kind of like I wouldn't say half ass, but you're just not able to yeah. fully focus. You're like, if I'm yeah. not going to be all in, I'm not going to be in at all. So, uh, or at least yeah. going to do it at a recreational level, similar to how I approach yeah. racing as well as like 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 completely unrelated, but freestyle skiing for me, I use something I used to do at a really yeah. high level. Um, so, and like to compete at that at all after 18 years old, I would have had to like literally travel with the world cup series, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. and like, or, or you just go become a recreational skier. And that's what I am today, but which, and I think that's, that's you, you connect with as far as the motocross goes. 
Yeah, exactly. You just you want to keep doing it, but uh, you don't want to be at that level where it's just like a lot of pressure. And then yeah. you know if if people expect things out of you, and I don't know, I like the the no expectation when I go riding, and uh, you know if happen to be the track conditions aren't great, and I'm loaded up, do a couple laps, I'm like, eh, I'm gonna load back up and go home, and we'll deal with this another day. I don't uh, need to push through this uh, dry or dusty or muddy conditions to. Totally. Uh, get my get my reps in i'll just uh i'll do it another day when i enjoy it yeah motocross is supposed to be fun don't you know yeah exactly exactly awesome so uh it's been a huge pleasure of mine to have you on the show literally hadn't talked to you until about 27 minutes 30 seconds ago when i called you up for the very first time and uh, i gotta say it's been a pleasure and i think we're gonna have to have you on um on a a regular basis moving forward but uh, before i let you go where can people find more information about the series where can they buy tickets most importantly and uh and honestly and who are some of the, the biggest players in getting this thing off the ground um, the rockstar triple com is where everything can be found tickets, uh, live stream for your Saturday night. Well, it's actually uh Calgary's Friday, Saturday night, right. so you'll have two streams that weekend. Um, and then, yeah, that, that website can guide you anywhere. Uh, our social media handles, all triple crown, um, rockstar triple crown. Uh, I'm trying to think of all of them, the Twitters, Facebook, all that stuff. All labeled uh, Rockstar Triple Crown, so it's uh, it's a big thing. And uh, the people that got this off the ground, there's so many people to this. Uh, like I got uh, Blake and Jeff Whaling in here in the office grinding it out, getting this broadcast ready to go. We'll have voiceovers done this weekend for you know obviously going up on Fox Sports One the following week. Um, then obviously Justin, he's put this all together. This is his brainchild, as uh, he'd like to say. He started this back in originally as a the dozer guy for the series in the south he bought that series out in 2011 and that whole series was like our schooling really to learn how to promote better um to make the events better the live streaming how to learn that right down to you know just live scoring and stuff just small things you wouldn't even think of just we learned everything through that series and 2015 brought it up here and you know we took one year off due to uh re evaluating and restructuring with the triple crown you know the three parts of the series and i think it started out good and everybody's excited um the industry's excited the the sponsors partnerships teams riders everybody's pumped on it and moving forward it's just going to get bigger and better Definitely. I, I hope that this thing uh, gathers momentum and uh, just it becomes a runaway freight train of excitement. I think you guys are in the, in the right spot to do so, and, uh, and the passion you guys have for the sport is what's going to carry you guys to, uh, to do some really amazing things. And uh, Kyle, appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks a lot, Brad, and uh, hope to hear from you uh, after Calgary. We'll have another chat and talk about the racing that happens, uh, you know, two nights of it. So there'll be a lot to talk about. Definitely, uh, um, salt, uh, warm salt water for your voice after Friday night. I'm sure you'll be, uh, <laughs> you'll be hurting and, uh, yeah, as uh, keep, keep it going, my friend and, uh, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy.